Hello, Pastor Deborah here. We're once again in another word of encouragement video for you. Yes, I'm coming to you through Zoom and using a motion video by Pixabay. I'm actually physically in my living room. But in the spirit, the realm where I travel, we are in the Garden of Eden, a spiritual place here on earth for you. Oh, no, it's not heaven, but it has the presence of heaven. It has the Lord, the Heavenly Father's very glory and presence and agape love in it. It was hidden from us for a long, long time until a shepherd, a true shepherd could be found and the way could be opened. That was Pastor Deborah. But I had to travel through many long roads to get there, climb every mountain, cross every river, take many tests, and have a humble heart so that his work can get done and that I'm doing his desires. And then it was opened. And now we're here. And in this word of encouragement, number 43, Of the year 2022, we're almost to the end. I hope to finish with 52 and then start on the year 2023. This word of encouragement is entitled, How Do You Judge? You see these lights? They are shining on you. God is looking with his many different concepts and ideas he's looking at you right there in the center can you see now if i look strange at times around my hair my hand i don't have a green screen remember that's right so here you are you're in the center and he is judging you and he's asking you a question how do you judge And that is based on Psalms 8-2. Before we begin, Pastor Deborah always begins every word of encouragement teaching with prayer. It sets our hearts and our minds in the right place. We get seated and our teacher, the Holy Spirit, comes forth. Father, this is your work, your words of encouragement. You help the creators of the motion video of Zoom. All the equipment, you gave them the abilities to do that. We want to thank you, Father, for now helping us to learn more about you and how you judge and how we are to judge. We thank you that your Holy Spirit will be here on the words, helping these little ones who are here in the garden and who will watch this later to understand your words, your heart. Your desires, your laws and judgments, you, and how we are to become your image and likeness and judge your way. Even ourselves, we're to take ourselves, our own soul, and our thoughts and ideas and our spirit and put it right here and shine your light of righteousness and truth and justice on us, on everything we think about. Every word that we say, every action and deed that we do to help us understand you and how you judge so we can learn how 
we judge. So, Father, thank you for being here with us right now in this word of encouragement. Psalms 8-2 was written by King David. I have to apologize. It is not Psalms 8-2. It is Psalms 82, verses 1 through 8. Sorry about that. It's been a strange day. I've already recorded. I've had two videos premiered today. Dump trucks are coming all the time to bring dirt to somebody's house. It's kind of cold and dreary. It's just not one of my better days, so please forgive me. So Psalms 82. Psalms was written by King David. He was the second king of the land named Israel. Mm -hmm. And he used to write songs and poems would write us his prayers, his petitions to God. God was talking to him because he had a heart after God. He wanted to know God. A lot of Christians want to get the blessings but not know him. They want the goodies, but they don't want him. They don't really want him in their lives telling them what to do, how to think or Maybe how to vote or if uh, how to treat people. They want other things, culture, other gods, ancestors, parents, society, social media. The fear of retaliation to be what they use. Mm -hmm. So here in this Psalms 82, David is going to talk to us about how do you judge. Verse number one. God stands, King David says, in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Are there other gods he judges? Yes, you are a god. Christ Jesus told that to us. The Old Testament said, you who are given the word, the oracles of God, the truth, the knowledge. The Holy Spirit, you are a God. Because only the Holy Spirit is given to the children, the image and likeness of God. You are a God. You're a baby God. You have to grow and mature. We see that back in ancient Egypt and Greece, that gods had children. They were supernatural beings with power and wisdom. But we don't think of ourselves as a God. If you tell that in the mental health world, they'll think you need some help. That's right. So King David is saying he judges among us. Now, there are some other things. They're called demons, devils, evil spirits. And they come from Satan's kingdom, the adversary of God. They think they are gods, but they're not. They're fallen servants they were angels they were servants to serve you who was to be the son of god they didn't like that they want to be the boss but they are your servants they didn't create themselves they didn't give themselves the power they have and the power they got they perverted it with their thoughts and their lust and their desires verse 2 How long will you judge unjustly? 
and accept the persons of the wicked. Do you do that? When you look at somebody on TV, social media, do you judge rightly or unrighteously? What are your parameters, your laws, your guidelines for judging? How do you know if they're telling you the truth? How do you know they're a good person and they care about you? Maybe they're prejudiced against you. Maybe they're just lying and deceiving to you. So you will say, vote them into power. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got ulterior motives. Well, how long will you judge them unjustly? Well, how do you know how to judge justly? Most of the time, I don't. I have to go to God. What is going on? The God of King David. What is going on with this person? My soul wants to judge many different ways. But I must look with my spiritual eyes, my spiritual ears. I must know what is spiritually going on. I have to look behind everything that's happening and see what is really spiritually going on. Then I have to judge the spirit in every person. He is saying, we're looking on the outside. We're looking at you by your skin color and judging you. We're looking at your sex and judging you. We're looking at the type of job you have. Are you essential? non-essential we're looking to see if you're the number one sports team you win a gold medal we're judging we're all in competition against each other who makes the most money the biggest house who has the nicest clothes the most likes the most followers on linkedin the soul is a judger and he judges by wicked ways verse number three King David goes on and says, instead of judging unjustly and accepting the persons of the wicked, you would have to know what wicked means. You would have to know what part of them is wicked. Why are they wicked? What are you using to judge wickedness? He says, instead of judging that way, through your earthly eyes, your earthly knowledge, He says, defend the poor. What poor? The earthly poor? No, the spiritual poor. The poor lacking in the word of God, lacking in his knowledge and truth. And who are spiritually fatherless. They're orphans to God. They belong to Satan, but they're not his children. But you think you are because your spirit wants to have a father. But he considers you just his servants. Even the inner court of multi-generational Satanism. He wants you to believe that you are his children. Now his DNA is in you. You are in his image and likeness, but he don't claim you. Why? Because then you would have his rights to sit on his throne. Mm -hmm. He ain't going to share it with anybody, not even his devils and demons. He sits alone like the guy in Mordor, Lord Sauron, the eye. You won't have any. You are a servant, a slave. That's all. So defend the poor, the spiritually poor and the fatherless and do justice spiritually 
to the spiritually afflicted and spiritually needy. I had to learn to put that word spiritually in front of every word. If I didn't, I would only see the flesh. Because I read in the Bible that God was saying, you aren't attending to my people this way. I go, well, sir, we're giving food and clothes. We're bringing them and giving them homes and jobs. It's not what I'm talking about. My words are spiritual words. Therefore, the spirit. And you haven't attended to them spiritually. When I got that revelation years ago about the difference, how God looks at us and what we do and what area we are trying to help, I stopped helping people in the flesh. Took me a long time. I helped with money and food and clothes and shelter. But that wasn't what I was to do. That wasn't what the word of God was talking about. He's talking about spiritual things. He said, you have not defended the spiritually poor, the spiritually fatherless. You haven't done any spiritual justice to the spiritually afflicted and spiritually needy forever person, the spirit inside of a dirt body. Mental health counseling doesn't even go there. They keep that away. They stay in the soul, the mind, the mental, the emotions, the brain, the biological. But Pastor Deborah and many others, we go straight to the spirit. First, number four. Deliver, spiritually deliver. The spiritually poor and needy. What does that mean? They need God's words, God's love, God's light and truth. They need to know about him. Not about you. Not about how to stay alive. They need to know that he loves them. Spiritually get them out of the spiritual hand of the wicked. Well, who is that? Other human spirits. Out of the hands of death, hell, and the grave. Out of Satan and the kingdom of ignorance. That's right. You got to go get him spiritually. I've had to do that many times. Our spirits leave our bodies all the time. We hear about that in near-death experiences. In people who disassociate. That's right. Where to get them free. From the hands, the claws, the grips of Satan. Out of the fear of death. Out of the fear of torment. Slavery. Out of their own souls. That rule them by the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. They're ruled by greed. Sexual pleasures. By winning. By being victorious. A little spirit is in a different realm, different world. And it's evil and wicked there. And where to go, he says. And you don't judge that spirit in there. And you're not helping to free them. Verse number five. These people who judge not the way of God. They won't look at themselves. 
They won't look with the eyes of love and compassion and support and spirit. They know not how to do this. Neither will they understand these judges. They spiritually walk in darkness. And when they do that, the spiritual earthly foundations of nature and creatures, the elements of the wind, they are out of course, out of balance. You can see that storms after storms after storms, after fires after fires, animals attacking us. You can see there's no peace and calm. Chaos rules. Why? Because you have judged not righteously the spirits. You have not helped them. You have not rescued them. You have not provided the milk of the word of God beloved. You have not reached them in the darkness of the spirit. Verse 6. I have said to you, humanity, you are gods. And all of you are spiritual children of the most high. Don't you ever let anybody tell you you are not a God. Your spirit is a God. It's a mess the way it is right now, spiritually. It must be reborn. You must even say to yourself, I'm not like this God. I don't know how to judge justly and righteously. That old thing that you are must die. But he is telling you, you are a God. Now, are we going to call God a liar? That you're not a child of the Most High God? You're a prodigal child, run away, dirty and filthy, doing evil, wicked things. You're a slave to another. You serve the enemy of him. And he says, you are my child. Well, you can only be a child if you're made of my image and likeness. That makes you a God. So don't you ever tell yourself you are not important, that you are just a regular person. You're not. Spiritually, you're there. You're to be a child, a God of the King, the Most High. You are so valuable, important, that some young man named Christ Jesus went to a cross, died for you. So upon your earthly death, hell ain't going to keep you. Death can't hold your spirit in captivity any longer. It will go to back to its father. That's right. Oh, I know you're not blessed. I can see that in all the videos. There's death and disease. There's famine. There's no work. That's because the earth is cursed by us. That was cursed when Cain, long, long ago, killed his own brother, Abel, spilt his blood, and the earth rose up and cursed us. Our ancestors have killed and raped and mutilated, still do, little girls. The earth is cursed, and it fights back against us. It doesn't like us. We pollute the oceans. We put pesticides out on our food. We torture animals for science. We kill our little babies in the womb. 
We abuse children for pleasure and women. We kill each other. The earth is not happy. Our dirt body is made of this earth. Your dirt body is sick and diseased because of your soul. And your spirit is just a tale of it. And he is saying a spiritual righteous judge will go help you in that realm. And here is God looking at us. We're in the center. And when we get up on after death, we will be here by ourselves. Every word we said, every deal we made, every lie we've told will be right there. The lights will be shining on us. We will be embarrassed and humiliated before this God, before Christ Jesus, before the other saints. Everything that we have done and thought, abuse we have done, will be shown on video. And you will not be able to deny it. The righteous judge of the universe will present the evidence to you, to all others, to the courtroom, to the law of the kingdom of heaven. And if you're found guilty, then you will be sent to outer darkness and then maybe eventually to the lake of fire for the second death. We don't want that for you. We want you to get this cleaned up now. Verse number six says, I have said you are gods, he said. You let that sink in. And all of you, his people that believe in him, are his children. Now, if you don't believe in him yet as your father, then you are a child of another. Mm -hmm. Verse 7. But you shall spiritually die like men. There'll be no honor. You'll just die. And when judgment day occurs, And the light shine on you. You will hang your hand. You will hang your head in shame and dishonor. For all that he has done to help you. Didn't listen to his words. Didn't read his book. Lied and on the cameras. Mistreated your wives, your children, your families, your businesses. You worked for another God. You wanted him out of your government. You don't want him in your schools. don't want him in your families, your businesses. You want everybody to just be quiet. Because if he judges, that means there's sin and you are wicked. And how will you fall on this day? You will fall like the satanic princesses. Mm -hmm. Nobody will be glad. You will fall far from home with no glory. That's right. Verse 8. Arise spiritually out of this tomb of your soul. Out of this evil wickedness. And judge righteously. 
the earth. For you shall inherit, you, my children, shall inherit all nations. All people are mine, God says. The kingdom of heaven desires that all humanity come into it. The earth is my physical body. I look at the earth and I cry. Many people do. Others look at it as a resource to use and abuse. Mm -hmm. Some people go so far in trying to serve it, they don't understand. The earth is here for us. We're to manage it, shepherd it, protect it, not mistreat it, pollute it. We're to care for it. But he's telling us, arise out of this horrible spiritual mess we're in. And what will this look like? And what is he trying to bring us out of? We go to Job 21, 32. Job 32 says, yet shall you spiritually be brought to the grave. That's what it means. And shall remain in the tomb. There'll be no spiritual resurrection for you. No new life. No new creation. When you die, you'll remain the same. But he made a way for us before that time comes. If you would just have a little belief that Christ Jesus who went to the cross is the son of the living God. And he was the sacrifice for you, gave his life for you to make a bridge for you to come to him in belief. And through him, he would take you to his father and you would be then made new. Come out of the soul in a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision. And you would be a new creature. A child of the light, a child of the image and likeness of God himself, a true God. No longer one that's wicked, a slave to Satan, a sinner, lost, a prodigal son. No, you will be returned home. And on that day of your death, however it comes, whenever it happens, you will go right into the arms of the Father through the arms and the life and the death of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what it's all about. Then you'll stay up there in heaven for a while. You will get taught and trained, grow and develop. One day, this God is going to destroy this earth we're on right now by fire. A lot of the climate changers are trying to prevent that. Mm -hmm. Because they want to keep going with Satan's kingdom. One world government, global citizens. Mm -hmm. They don't want this earth destroyed. Because a new earth is coming. And God will destroy Satan, his false prophet, and his antichrist. And a new earth and a new kingdom will come and satan and all the lust of the flesh will all be gone but you'll come back i'm coming back with a new body from a new earth 
And we're going to start all over. The Garden of Eden will just expand all over. It'll be beautiful and wonderful. What will we do during those years? Pastor Deborah's planning to go to other galaxies, other planets and stars. They go back billions and billions and billions of light years. There are creatures, aliens out there, life forms that have not yet known about this God. We got to go get them. Oh, they're going to look different. You can see that in Star Trek shows, Star Wars. Don't think we're the only creatures out here. Mm-hmm. So you got to get ready. And the first step is to let God judge you. Put yourself right there. Judge yourself and say, did I judge myself rightly? Let God look at every belief you have, every concept, every idea, feelings, desires, and let him judge you. And he will tell you what needs to go. Doesn't line up. Then he will help you to look at other people and what they do and look with your spiritual eyes and hear with your spiritual ears and judge righteously. So you be encouraged. There's hope for you. You don't have to stay a wicked judge. You don't have to stay in the condition you're in. If you will let him judge you in your soul and your spirit, he already knows. And most of the time, he tells Pastor Deborah. So I can minister to you spiritually in the spirit. I've been anointed so you can come and talk to me. And I can talk to you. I can see you. Mm-hmm. All over the world. There's no time in the spirit realm. There's no distance. There is a, a spirit realm, and it's big, probably bigger than the universe we see through the telescopes in space. There's galaxies and stars and planets, other lands, far and wide in the realm of the spirit. Oh, there's things called hell. That's in the spirit. Hades, that's in the spirit. Tardis, that's in the spirit. The lake of fire, that's in the spirit. The kingdom of heaven, that's in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And you don't know much about that world. It's a new world that you haven't yet been to. The worlds you may have been to are very horrible, and dark and frightening. So begin with judgment. Let God look at you. Be willing to have him look. Not anybody else but him. He did that with me. When you don't want anything in you, any thought, any idea, any goal or desire, that's not of him. He will look and he will bring it to you. Knowledge and awareness for you to repent and throw it away and change. It's pretty easy once you're born again. But he'll look at you. He is always looking. He doesn't want you to judge unrighteously with evil and wickedness from your soul. Or even from your spirit. A lot of human spirits that serve Satan directly will judge me as a traitor and a treason, an enemy. Because I serve Christ Jesus who they think is really dead and powerless. So I have to prove many times he's not dead and he's not powerless. But that's what they've been told. So you'll be encouraged today. There's hope for you. 
Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are with us in this hard word of encouragement today, that you will help us to allow you to judge us, to see are we a judge that judges unrighteously, and we allow the wicked to escape. Look at our thoughts and our ideas and our concepts and our desires of our soul and how that even plays out in our physical body. Help us to look, Father, and see what is not righteous. Help us, Father, to learn more about ourselves through you, through your word. Give us a Hebrews 4.12 that we may come out of the cocoon of death of the soul the darkness and ignorance it has from its perversions, its lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Help us, Father. Help us to be born anew as a child of yours, a true God, an image and likeness of you in your righteousness and your glory. If there's any here right now that would like that, Father, Be about your work. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62. Bring them home. Give them a father. Bring in the mother, agape love. Father, be about your work that your heart desires to do. Build your kingdom. Grow your family. For there's many, many to come. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you on the next word of encouragement from Pastor Deborah and the Agape Love, Love is Here Global Teaching Ministry. Yeah, right here on Zoom, out of my living room, but in the Garden of Eden. Love, bye-bye.